Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. We're going to finish the installment, the third and final installment of the race. I'm going to be taking some scripture text out of 1 Corinthians. I'm going to start in chapter 9, in and around verse uh, 24. I'll go ahead and read that. Do you, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we are imperishable. Therefore I run in such a way as, to, as not without aim. I box in such a way as not to beat the air or beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Of course, he's finished up that famous, uh, at the end of that chapter, he's finishing up part where he talks about being a Jew, a Jew to the Jews and a, and a Greek to the Greek, that he might by any way win some. And he's talking about there at the end, about how, at least the way I take it, is how talk is cheap. He's he's not shadow boxing. He's, he's breaking himself profitable. Because the prize that you win is not a perishable trophy, but it's imperishable. And it's interesting that he says we're not imperishable. So that the prize that he's winning is, is souls. That's, that's huge. That's, that is a, to, to me, to me the, the easiest way to look at, at, at this scripture and how we treat others is that we treat others like an investment, and you invest in them. The uh, people are the are the investment on this earth that you can't lose. They're the only things you can take with you to heaven. Is your neighbors, your families, your spouse, your your, your parents? These are the only things you can take with you to heaven. How uh, how precious they must be that they're that they're immortal, that they're imperishable. So so what's that's a whole different podcast for a whole different time, but put that in your back pocket when you're walking around this week and when you're dealing with people. Notice that the people that you're dealing with, they're not commodities that pass away. They're souls that, that will be judged that will live eternally somewhere. And if we can do something to help, we should. Another thing I want to talk about at the end of this race, at the end of this race, you receive a prize. Now, in the world, much like those temporary prizes that you that you get for winning the race, the world, only one person wins. So you run that race to win that race. You don't run that race to participate. You, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that happens in our culture these days, Western culture, for those who are listening somewhere else. It seems like everybody who plays a game gets a trophy. So you've demeaned the value of the trophy by doing that. But real winners, there can only really be one winner. When in this race with God, to join the race and finish the race with Christ is to win the race. But this is different than a worldly race or a worldly competition in that we're not running against our neighbors to see who can win. We're running against principalities and dark powers and wicked, and wicked people that sit in powerful places against the clock against against the nature and the weather 
uh, our own physical means and our own f our own carnality. These are the opponents that we have in this race. We run against those things to win. But when it comes to our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, we we run and we help them run. When we see them in a fall, we we bear them up. Though they're spiritual, that's biblical. We don't try to do things that cause them to stumble. If there's something that I have freedom in Christ to do, but it would cause my brother in Christ to stumble, then I wouldn't do it. Paul talks about it being with meat, but you know other things could, could matter too. To chronicalize the end of the race is to touch on the beginning of the race. Then you never leave the gospel. Remember that. The same gospel that, that grants us salvation is the same gospel that helps us finish. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith, the perfecter of the saints is Jesus Christ. We never, ever, ever get past the gospel. Whenever you think you've grown spiritually beyond the gospel, you have fallen off the wagon, so to speak. You need to get back on the horse what throws you and read that Bible. We run, we run this race expecting a payoff. It's not a bad thing to want to go to heaven. It's not a bad thing to expect or to want this payoff. You know, we we in Christianity know how, how wicked it is to long for wealth and material gain that's perishable, but this thing is not perishable. We should want to see as many people saved as we can so that when we go to heaven, and I want to go to heaven just as just as bad as the next guy wants to go to heaven. I'm, I'm ready to see Jesus. I long for the day that I can worship him in his very near presence. I just don't have words to convey how much I love him and, and how ready I am to meet him. But at the same time, there's still a great harvest yet to reap. And I want to I spend the days that I have left on this earth reaching those people. Like Paul, I never listened to a podcast until I realized that there's there's millions of people daily who do listen to them and if I can take with the purchase of a little bit of equipment and a little bit of my time share the gospel and somebody can listen to it for free and be blessed by it then I'm going to do it I'm going to do whatever I have to that we might win some for the gospel's sake I've said the enemy is not your neighbor we have an enemy and we have we have our own our our own inner demons that we wind up fighting too. Talking about the end of the race can be dangerous when you're in the middle of the race. I'm going to end it with this. Whenever I take a long trip or I start a long a long project, I try my best not to think too much about the end of it. Because if I think about the end of it all the time, I can sometimes get weary in in my in my work i can sometimes look back at where i've come from and where i am and then turn around looking and see how much further i've got to go and become disheartened as christians i find that that's to be true with me as well i can look back and see how far god's brought me and i can be glad in that and i am glad in that and then i can look at my life and realize how much further i've got to go and at times it can be overwhelming if I can just be honest, again, this is real talk. It can be overwhelming to know that in the, you know, I've been serving the Lord for more than a decade, and how my attitude can be so bad sometimes, and how I can be so angry with people that 
I just said I'm trying to do everything I can to win whenever they don't see it. And I realize how much further God has to show me. That I really don't have a great handle on grace. I just have a good handle on receiving it. I don't have a good handle on giving it. See, you never get through the gospel. But when you're talking about encouraging people, you need to bring up the end. A focus on it that is all-encompassing can be detrimental to your growth. I believe. I don't believe in mixing the gospel with eschatology. For those that don't know, that means the study of end-time events. I know that that's a very popular thing today, given the state of the country and the state of the world. I believe that everybody knows that the end is drawing near. I would risk. I would warn against the risk of trying to mix your gospel message with your end-time prophecy understandings for many reasons, none of which I'm going to take the time to mention here. But what I would say is, I run this race just like you plan on pleasing Jesus, because you are. Run this race. Like your life depends on it. Because it does. And the days that come. When they get too hard for you. And they will. When the workload gets too treacherous. Whenever your. Your neighbors and co-workers. Become more than you can handle. Remember that it's all going to be worth it. It's all going to be worth it. You can weigh out your. Your gospel message with the payoff. We may be. We've been bartered for this for this cause before serving with the church. But I stand on the hope and the faith that is in Jesus Christ that it's all going to be worth it. The end of the race, nobody knows when it's going to happen. But we do know that it will happen. Whether the Lord returns or whether you draw your last breath, there's coming an end. Wherever you're at in your walk, wherever you're at in your race with the Lord, if you haven't started it yet, I urge you, I urge you to seek the Lord while he's near. Call on him. If you've begun this relationship with Jesus Christ, congratulations. Congratulations. Now sit out for him and with him and don't look back. Don't look back. There's nothing behind you that's worthy of looking back. If you're with me and you're on the middle of this road and you've been on it for a while, it's all going to be worth it. To my brothers and sisters who are really close to the end, maybe you know you are, maybe you don't know you are, but you know that you've got far fewer days ahead of you than you have behind you. I salute you for your faithfulness. And one day, and one day, I hope to worship with you in his ever so bright light for eternity. It's going to be worth it, church. I love you. I'm Big John, and it's been Real Talk. Thank you for listening.